Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. Hey guys, it's time for another installment of the Corner 3 Podcast. Really excited to be talking as we've had a week of preseason basketball, so we can talk on-court action. Who am I kidding? We got to do that this summer with a lot of Olympics play to uh, Alex and Sean's excitement, of course. Tim Daniel here. <laughs> so stoked to be talking Corner 3 basketball previews here and everything with the Hoops hype man himself. This is Alex Derrickson. Heel Davis 2016. Yeah. 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 If that tells you who we're talking about today. And our Hoops historian himself, Sean Mackey. What is going on, Tim? I am Awesome, man. We have hoops to discuss. A lot of hoops. So, guys, let us recap what we've seen so far in preseason basketball. One, we watched the Oklahoma City Thunder get two games in overseas, playing Madrid and Barcelona, uh, losing one, winning today, obviously, uh, as Enos Cantor goes off. We have seen the debut in Chicago of Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo, where I was impressed with how they moved the ball, but their plus-minus did not look all that hot. Uh, <laughs> We have got a little bit of a preview of exactly how good the Golden State Warriors are going to be together after seeing Kevin Durant and Steph Curry go crazy against the Clippers. And we're still yet to see J.R. Smith on the court. Uh, we have seen Brandon Ingram's L.A. Laker debut where he was a, he looks pretty good. We know Ben Simmons is now out for the season with a broken foot. So, Alex, as we put all of this together in these highlights, maybe there's something I've, I've, that you've seen that I haven't discussed yet. What have been your highlights so far of preseason basketball? Uh, I mean, we saw, uh, we, we got to see the Knicks, uh, yeah. like the, uh, real, like a rough blueprint of, of this year's Knicks team. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if maybe that was a one-off or if maybe they'll gel throughout the season and kind of see how that project unfolds. Uh, really liking that buddy healed. And I said that yeah. earlier, I'm going to say it again. Yeah. I'm saying it a lot. I'm going to be saying it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you on the Bulls. Uh, I I liked seeing Wade make two three pointers. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. It was kind of like a like, oh, what is that you just did? You, you know, he did that just to shut people up. Oh, yeah. I shot. Oh, you, well, you're looking he, at my statistics, huh? <laughs> he mentioned that Hoiberg had been working with him on his threes. Uh, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, you yeah, know, we can... legend Fred Hoiberg. We can, we can give him to that. I mean, he was primarily a three-point shooter, so sure. that's that's totally okay. But, so. uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to take in. It's going to be it's gonna be exciting. I, I hope every team does well, but I know that's not the case because the Sixers exist. <laughs> and they are now without Ben Simmons. Which, I mean, sets them back, what, where they were last year? Trust the, the process! Like, it's it's a, such a like such a series of unfortunate just events for them. Yeah. The way, like, everything just kind of spills out for... It's, it's like, just a doom. It's just doom. It's just you're in the Sixers, and you're out. For, it's like, you're just immediately red-shirted. <laughs> but it's like, it's, like the, it's like the Blazers from a few years ago, who just yeah. had, like... Terrible luck. They 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 draft Brandon Roy. He's amazing. Then his knees stop working. Has to retire. They draft Odin. Well, you know, everyone knows <laughs> well, about I mean, him. Yeah. Like, 
but Odin had a, a history of of knee, you know, questionable knee, you know, stability and everything. But uh, it's funny. I, I didn't hear anything about his knees until he got hurt. Like I didn't hear it, and then they did that. Then they're like, "Oh my god, his knees look like you know, they're the knees of a fifty year old man." Just like yeah. his face, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it's it's very similar circumstances, but the the Sixers are a little bit more. Um, you know, this is more of their problem than yeah. than just bad luck at this point. And it it's, almost, I almost feel like it serves them right. It, it's like, oh wow, they got the number one pick this year, who you know showed some serious promise in summer league, and I mean, he's. He looks like he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, I, I hope he recovers well. I hope it's speedy. And I mean, yeah, I I would like to see the Sixers do well. I, well, I mean, his his agent in a way. Apparently, his agent, I guess, who's is Rich Paul, and uh, it, it was being reported by something that I read earlier today that he does not want him to play the season at all. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't see him coming back. I mean, this is another, you know, tank chance for them. They're saying they're not going to do what Sam Hinkie did, but they're going to end up doing it anyway. Um, but uh, Joel Embiid, guys, yeah, Joel Embiid. I mean, yeah. he 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 looked. He only had six points uh, last night, but with he looked boards. sharp yeah. with four boards. But he in a really nice block. I mean, he just looked very active. I think he played maybe 15 minutes, and uh, he did a really nice uh, he did a really nice post up fadeaway on somebody successfully, and he hit a shot that was pretty much a three pointer. I think his toe was on the line, and I he just looked really impressive in just a few minutes. So I'm I am super excited to see him play. Finally, uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, but you know, like we mentioned, Ben Simmons there that that injury. Another big injury is um, Detroit loses Reggie Jackson for up to six to eight weeks too. So you yeah, know, yes, a budding a budding Eastern Conference playoff team is that even does that even does that even exist? A budding Eastern Conference yeah, because playoff? it's there's like we've said there's Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, and then it's just fair game. Yeah. Uh, so that that's definitely a big loss for them there. Uh, but yeah, I was very happy to see Joel Embiid go out there and really show um, a little bit of what we can potentially see from him. Um, we have to touch on it because it's going to be the story of the season. We've seen two games of Kevin Durant and Golden State. The first one, we saw DeMar, the DeMar DeRozan show, which, as we remember from me talking during Olympic time, it will never upset me by any stretch. Um, but we also got to see just last night how dominant this team could potentially be. I know, it's preseason, but Kevin Durant puts 21 up in that game, his first game at Oracle as a member of the Warriors. Uh, they beat the Clippers by over 50 at one point. I'm not sure what the final score ended up being, but... Um, Sean, I'm not sure if you had a chance to catch any of the Warriors, what you saw, maybe highlights, but are you shocked by this? Are you disappointed? You look disappointed. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not, actually. I'm not. It's fine. You know, I, <laughs> I, as a fan, I was so bitter about the, uh, the, uh, flagrant foul that was upgraded from green in the, uh, in game five or game six, uh, that I, I, like, it's just overkill, though. It's, it's like... Yeah, Golden State is going to get their revenge this season, but it's not even going to be fun. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, it's going to take them some time to gel with him. No, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, people said that about the Heat. People said that about the Boston Celtics Big Three. I mean, if you're, if you're good players, 
you're going to make it work. Yeah. And the Heat, the Heat made it to the finals their first go-ahead. Same thing with the Celtics. Celtics won. Heat did not. But uh, I, I, there, it, barring any injuries or suspensions, <laughs> um, I, I don't think there's any team that's going to be able to play with them at all. I mean, I don't know if they're going to go, you know, 75 you know, and and seven or something like that. But I think they're going. I, I think they're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty nasty this year. So, but the the fans of of the Warriors, they're gonna have a hell of a season. Yeah. So Alex, on the other end of the teams that we think will be playing in the finals, because let's be honest, they're gonna be playing in the finals. Um, and it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, <laughs> Current. Let, I mean, let's be real here. Like we've said all, all off season. Um, currently, without their two guard and J.R. Smith, um, if you remember last year, a similar situation happened. They do bring in Tony Douglas, which is not obviously a, a huge addition. But it's not J.R. Smith, right? Uh, we right. Sp- we saw this happen with Cleveland last year, where J.R. Smith signed super late. I don't think it was in a preseason late, but it was late. Um, so one, do you expect to see J.R. Smith in, on ring night? Two. If not, what the hell is the Cavaliers playing at the two? Three doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it matters, sure. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, he was a part of that team. Like he was a cog in that machine that fucking won a champ. That came back down from three one, and everything. It's it's unfortunate that it has to get dragged out like this. I mean, obviously they're at a disagreement at some some capacity. I don't. I I have no idea. Uh, whether he's there at ring night or not, I, again, couldn't tell you. I mean, hopefully, for Cleveland's sake. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. They got Dunleavy. Is yeah. that – do you feel do you fill that hole with, with Dunleavy until his back betrays him? And then go to Tony Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then you've got, you know, you've got Shumpert, too. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'll go, yeah. it would go Shumpert than Dunleavy. I think because I think Dunleavy's more of, like – a swing, kind of more like a two-three, but uh, I think it'll be Irving, Shumpert, and and LeBron as the guards in the forward. But yeah, I don't know. I hope J.R. Smith signs. I, I think he will. He will. Which, yeah. <laughs> but dude, like because this is just this it, happened last year with Tristan Thompson. So it's the same thing. To sign, he would have signed somewhere else by now. Yeah, and exactly. If, and if he was going to sign with anyone other than Cleveland, it would be a much bigger deal right now. That's the thing is, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I do think I 100% am game planning on him being with the Cavs this week, uh, pretty sure. soon. But he turned down a two-year $11 million deal. Like, no disrespect, JR. You are you are a guy that can shoot your team into a lot of games. That's a really good deal for your circumstance where you're at in your career. Yeah, I mean, at, at five and a half. Uh, I don't at, know about that. At the same time, though, if he's worth five and a half a season, why not ask for six? True. I mean, you know what he can bring, and he seems like he's kind of gotten his, you know, negative eccentricities uh, or eccentricities in check. Uh, he just walks around without a shirt. I think <laughs> they can deal with that. Uh, I, think he's, I, think he's, I think he's worth eight or nine million, honestly. Like, I mean, I, I you've been, you been a J.R. Smith homer for a long time. I, I, I have, I have, but I mean, you see all these other teams with these players. I mean, Smith train. Let, let's talk Tyler Johnson for the Heat. 
I mean, perfect example. What is he proved to earn that contract? They're like, uh, we just need a white guy down here. Uh, he's got that spirit, man. He's he's got that spirit, and he's got that spolster hustle that they look for. He's white heat. I mean, that's that's, right. that's what he is. But I mean, when someone like when you see someone like you know who's not really totally proven, like Tyler Johnson, getting really nice contract. I mean, no, keep in mind he is young. Sure, but but J.R. Smith. He's been a, he's gotten kind of, I mean, the guy's a multi-millionaire, hopefully still, he hasn't spent it all on God only knows what, but he's he's always been that guy, I always feel like he doesn't get enough respect as a scorer, and like you said, he can shoot you out of a game, Absolutely. but he's, uh, he's proven time and time again that he's, you know, he's a pretty good player, he's a one-time sixth man of the year, I mean, he's... He's done it his whole career. He has scored, and um, that's what he's there to do. He's hit, he hits he hits great shots, you know, especially contested shots. Once he shouldn't be shooting, he usually ends up making. Yeah, and and he misses the easy ones, but that's just who he is. And uh, like I said, I I do think he's worth eight or nine million in the current NBA climate. But there is no team right now that has any money left that's going to fork over that money. And like you said, if he, there are there are some teams that could sign him for more than what yeah. you know Cleveland is signing. They have cap space to do it, but no one's going to. No, and he's, that's like you said, he would have already done it. So he's right. not, you know, he's just holding out for you know maybe a half million dollars more or whatever. And you know, and and you know, LeBron's acting like he's concerned. He's not. He knows they're going to re-sign him. Yeah. So I I, I would. Uh... I hope in the contract there's a stipulation that on at some point on Fox Sports Ohio they have to air a special Cribs episode in J.R. Smith's house. I'm down. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what would be more entertaining between that or him as a special guest or host on, like, a Cleveland Pimp My Ride. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a future for J.R. Smith on television. You know what my other favorite thing is about preseason basketball as I'm watching the Cleveland game while we're doing this podcast? Is that there's not enough so. seats for enough players on the bench. Like <laughs> DeAndre Liggins is currently sitting next to the guy that cleans the floor when there's a scuff on the floor. <laughs> well, at least we know how much playing time he's getting this year then. <laughs> exactly. Birdman's just sitting there like by himself. It's awesome. <laughs> Alright, guys, so... Let's go ahead and move forward here this quick. If you've been catching up with the Corner 3, you know about the fast break. where We've been trying to touch on some teams, and uh, we have run into a situation where we don't have everyone covered, but that's okay, because we're going to do a quick touch on some teams. And I know that if you heard the start of the show, and you've heard him say it a few times already, Alex is on board for the Buddy Heel train, and I'm with you, man. You might be the conductor. I'll be the guy behind the conductor, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> I think it's a lieutenant, lieutenant conductora. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I will, I will yeah. gladly wear that with passion. Um, Perfect. So, New Orleans with some young players. We already know about Anthony Davis. We've discussed many times in this show how the hell can Anthony Davis get out of New Orleans. Um, I did see a Bulls, <laughs> another Davis to Bulls trade rumor on the internet this week. Take that for what it is. It's never going to happen. Um, no. So, um, New Orleans has some pieces that you're excited about. Obviously, Anthony Davis, you're always going to be pumped about. Buddy Heald, you're going to be pumped about. Um, Omir Astic is still there. Yeah, he's there. Yes. Um, yes. So, when you look at this New Orleans team, 
Uh, I'm still a little bitter. Monty Williams isn't there anymore. I really like Monty. I'm happy to see he got back on the Spurs staff. But what do you expect to see from New Orleans this year? Let's go ahead and take the Venn diagram back if you need to uh, to say what we, what we said about the about them. <laughs> uh, we had them towards the uh, towards the rear of yeah. that train. Uh, but but before we go in, besides the Anthony Davis Buddy Heald stuff, I, I do want to speak on how gorgeous Buddy Heald's floater is. Yeah, uh, his ability to find the bank, his speed with the ball, uh, his ability to move. Uh, he was super pesky on defense. I, I think that the Pelican seasons can be full of a fuck ton of growing pains and a lot of like twenty five point losses. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be a lot of like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen point wins in there too. Uh, uh, we will probably get out of the eighty two games ten of where the Pelicans play to their full potential, but uh, it's definitely there. And I think, I don't know if Buddy Heald is the savior of New Orleans, but uh, he, I, I definitely think that he could be a reason to kind of anchor Anthony Davis there for a couple more seasons. But we had the Pelicans out, Jesus, uh, uh, definitely towards the bottom. <laughs> So much so, I can't find them on here. So, while you're doing that, Sean, I'm going to bring you in the conversation because one of your guys is a Pelican. That's right. Lance Stevenson is going to get a shot in New Orleans this year. How pumped are you? (laughs) (laughs) We had the question ninth. I'm really happy Lance Stevenson got onto an NBA team. I didn't think he was going to. And, I I mean... (laughs) I've, I've touched on it a little bit. I mean, he he played well for Memphis at the end of last season. I don't I don't understand why nobody wanted to sign him. I he's had such a strange career because he had that one just absolutely amazing season where the Indiana Pacers went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I mean, he looked you know like he was really you know disrupting LeBron and the ear, the ear blowing in the ear. I mean, like a complete buffoon. But I mean, he. He was. I, I. I liked. I liked what I saw from him that year, and I've kind of, kind of supported him since then. But you know, he went and signed that weird deal with the Hornets. And uh, I, do you think he meant to sign with the Pelicans in the first place, and just got <laughs> just like just got his franchises that's, confused? That's 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 what it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but he's I mean, like, it's shit, cool. the Pelicans now. I I think he has a lot to prove though if he's going to want to get some time, but. Judging by this this Pelicans roster and just the so many so many in, there's so many injury prone players on this team, uh, Rue Holiday and um, Rue Holiday you know, probably won't play this season. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's not going to play probably, and so you're going to be seeing a lot of minutes logged by each one more, which is fine. I I think sure. he's deserved that, um, but. You know, like you said, Buddy Heald, he's going to be the guy who's, you know, he's going to be have to be the guy who's going to anchor Davis in to this contract for a few years, you know. And uh, he looks, you know, he was fantastic in college. So, yeah. and, he, and he's he's a great scorer. And coming off and scoring 18 points in your debut uh, game, you know, off the bench is really impressive. Just really, really impressive, and I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And he's going to get he's going to get quite a bit of playing time this year. So, well, uh, he is he is my he's my early rookie of the year pick. I think. Well, you guys got to remember just from that too. One game. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that was me forget. So you know, you also got to remember too. What's cool about Buddy Heald is he's one of the few guys that goes in the draft anymore that actually played four years in college. So he really had that time to really hone his skills and really get developed. Um, you yeah. mentioned Etwan Moore, uh, obviously the former Bull that we all love and uh, are hoping to get to see him do some things, but. I really think, you know, he hasn't done what he did in Sacramento, but Tyreek Evans is still a nice piece of this team. Um, yeah. I, I really like uh, Tyreek's game, and hopefully he can kind of, you know, I'll, not exactly be a superstar, but kind of develop still and make get two things happen there. Because I think he could be a big part of this New Orleans team. And those necessarily 10 to 12 games you mentioned, Alex, where we see this team's full potential. He could really play a big part in that for sure. Yeah, uh, another guy, just looking at the preseason stats, uh, Terrence Jones right yeah. now is actually uh, yeah. in the two in two games, has 13.5 and, a half and uh, five rebounds with two assists. So he was yeah. always a, he was a serviceable uh, forward for the Rockets when they yes. had him. And I, I think oh, yeah. he, he might be a guy that can kind of like anchor everybody in. Because I think putting him alongside Davis will be a really good pairing. Uh, I, I would love to see Tyreek actually do do some good, uh, same with Lance, but I, like I said, this, we'll see maybe a dozen games where we'll go, that's how good that team could be, and that's about it. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think Reek, Reek's an interesting guy, because, I mean, he came in the, he came in the league as a point guard, Mm -hmm. which I don't, I don't think was his true position, but they, they pretended like it was for a while. And now he's he's he played a lot of small forward in the last few years, and I think that's probably where he's going to end up this year because Buddy Hield's going to play the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year he was averaging fifteen six and five, which is solid. pretty good numbers. Solid, yeah. And you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think what his name is, uh, Evan Turner. Oh. Kind of reminds me of him. He's one of those guys who can kind of he can he's going to fill the stats a little bit, but he's not going to fill them huge or anything. But he's going to get a little bit on you know every statistic. He's going to get some assists. He's going to get some rebounds. He's going to score when he needs to. I think they're kind of similar. I think Reek's probably a little bit more talented, but um, if he can stay healthy, I mean he's injured right now. Um, but if he can stay healthy this year, he's going to have to he's going to have to help shoulder some more load. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. <clears throat> oh, real quick before we move on to the next team, I'll get you both to kind of touch in here. Uh, I've mentioned a few times here, obviously being a big fan of this guy. Do you think uh, New Orleans maybe should have kept Monty Williams around? Has he developed this young talent? Uh, that, I mean, I, maybe. It's, he, like you said, uh, he's he's got his job back with the Spurs and everything. Uh that, that's tough to say. I think bringing in Gentry might be a good call because I, I think Gentry was a bit... I mean, he was the reason they brought him in for Phoenix was first defense and everything, and that might be their focus with a team with like this length and all of that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? So it's, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I, you know, I I think bringing in Gentry, I, I think it, I thought it was a good move. I mean, I don't... They had kind of a rough season last year, but they were plagued with injuries. And, uh, you know, I I think this is going to be the year he's going to have to... They're going to have to do something. I mean, they have the best power forward on the planet right now. So um, they're going to have to get the eighth or ninth seed, like we predicted. 
Sure. And uh, get in there again, because they did that, I think they made the playoffs, was it two years ago, and they got eliminated by the Warriors? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they were on the right track, uh, but, you know, stuff happens. So, I think uh, I think they'll be able to, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, put some stuff together. And I, I see some players moving this year, too. Like, I think Omer Sheik's going to be traded this year. Like, I don't, I don't see him finishing the season as a Pelican. Is okay. is Omer Sheik the player that gets traded twice? <laughs> uh, he could, he could. I mean, they just have so many. They have so many just uh, you know role players on this team. And Terrence Jones, he's he's definitely a keeper. Uh, but there's just so many role guys, and I I just don't I don't know how they all fit into this. So I think if they made a trade or maybe you know somehow were able to snag a draft pick for next year and build a little bit more, that might sure. help them. But they're gonna like, you know. I've, I've said it before. They're gonna have to like move fast if they want to keep Anthony Davis because unless they are a perennial playoff contender by the time his contract ends, he is bailing. He is not staying in New Orleans, right? Which will ruin that franchise because they know nothing. They have nothing else. Right. They have nothing else. Nobody. I mean, like I don't hear anybody talk to the you know nobody talks about the pelicans at all because they were once the hornets and now charlotte has the hornets now so it's like you've got the cool logo and the you know the history there so like what what does new orleans have the scariest fucking mascot in basketball (laughs) you're right right. (laughs) scarier scarier than the stanford tree yes oh the giant baby have you not seen that oh you're right i forgot the giant baby yes 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 uh, so guys, oh, let's touch on the Utah Jazz. Which when we did our Venn diagram, I think we were pretty, we sold this team pretty low. But as I'm reading everything on NBA.com and ESPN and everywhere, people seem to really like this young talent the Utah Jazz are putting together. Um, obviously, you know the big move they had this offseason as uh, Alex said was all, with all the Jays being Joe Johnson. Um, but, you know, this is a team that does have a lot of young talent. Guys like Gordon Hayward, Rudy Gobert, Dante Exum, Derek Favors. They do bring in George Hill. Um, the more I read off their roster, the more I kind of like them, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely a lot of promise there. I, I think having Boris Diaw, uh kind of maybe tutoring Rudy Gobert will be a really good pairing in terms of like a veteran to a young guy. Uh I like George Hill out there. Joe Johnson is serviceable. I really like the pairing of Joe Johnson and Gordon Hayward the more I think about it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the pieces are there. It's just whether everything everything goes, right? Right, yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, yeah, and uh, I mean, there's a couple under-the-radar players you can look at, too. Uh, Marcus Page, who was outstanding for North Carolina last year. It's a second-round pick for them. Don't really expect him to be a huge factor, but could potentially be a guy they could grow into something there. Uh, we all know how much Utah Jazz history likes their point guards. Am I right? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, initially where I wanted Kirk Heiner to get drafted. Because he's white? Because I was like, he'd replace John Stockton. Fine. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, that's that's where I wanted him to end up. Jimmer never ended up at Utah, right? No. No. Never did. They wanted everybody wanted them to draft him, but they they didn't. Who who did they draft that year? Oh my god, I can't even remember. Was Jim- it Hayward? Was it Hayward or was it Rodney Hood or who was it? 
Well, whoever it was is still there in that circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, you know Jim, Jimmer's got to tear up the D-League. So that that's his that's his goal in life. He just tears up the D-League and, and goes home. He's, um, where is he playing now? He's, he's playing in one of those teams the Rockets played this week. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's, and he, he he's, in, he's doing Euroball. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And those jerseys that that team was wearing were sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they were like 1990s Houston Rocket NBA jersey sweet. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, back to the Jazz. Um, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of young talent there. Um, I think Utah Jazz fans are still waiting to see Trey Lyles blossom into the guy they thought he would be when they drafted him in the lottery coming out of Kentucky. Um, but it's hard. I, I know they're a hard team to predict because I could see glimpses where they could very well be a 7 or 8 team in the West. I could also see glimpses where they could very well be the 3rd or 4th pick in the draft. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. They, uh, they're they an interesting group of dudes together. I mean, you have Rudy Gobert, who is the number one ranked international player in the NBA right now, which is crazy, crazy. to me. But, I mean, he's... He, I, mean, I would never would have thought that two years ago, but he's uh, he's decent, you know. It, he just he's just going to keep getting better, I think. But and they have a lot of they have a lot of interesting point guards, you know, for the Jazz right now. Um, I mean, George Hill's there, obviously. He's going to be their starter, but on the bench, um, Dante Exum's going to be coming back from his ACL a, ACL tear, and uh, he had six points the other night, so. I'd like to see him get better because he's one of those guys that he could have been. Nobody really could project him in the draft what kind of player he was going to be. And I'm not ready to write him off as a bust yet, but he's so tall at you know to be a point guard. He he could really do some damage coming off the bench this season. And uh, I also like Raul Nido, so mm-hmm. I think he had a he had a decent season last year too coming off, and uh, he's an interesting player, but. Uh, Joe Johnson pairing with with Gordon Hayward that that's gonna be that'll be interesting. Um, hopefully they can get it you know get it going. But um, you know I I don't know about Derek Favors man. Like I know a lot of people love Derek Favors. There are just people that just love him, and I I don't I don't like him that much. <laughs> so I like I expected him to come in and kind of dominate the NBA, and he just hasn't. And, uh, I mean, he's been nice, I guess. He's, I think he'd be a great sixth man on a team, like a really good team. Like, he'd be a really good sixth man. But, like, I don't know. I just – I guess I'm just so used to Utah having a good power forward that, like, he just doesn't fit the bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, after so. Malone, there was Boozer and so on and so on. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it. you know, I just, I'm just so used to them having this great power forward and they, they just – I mean, they're not a lost team or anything. I don't think they're lost, you know, identity-wise or anything, but it's just an interesting group of people they've put together. So, and you're totally totally right. They could could end up anywhere, and I wouldn't be surprised. It's not a team that you really think about that often. Like, you, you, I don't really give the Jazz a whole lot of consideration, because, I mean, they're all out there, like a lot of those mountain teams, where you just kind of forget about them, (laughs) and they quietly assemble a pretty good roster. Uh... Going back a few steps, it was Enos Cantor they drafted. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then 
Well, Jimmer went 10th. Then Utah, I guess, had the 12th pick where they got Alec Burks. Jimmer went 10th to Milwaukee. So they thought people wanted Jimmer to be drafted third overall, and Utah said nay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Jimmer have a stint in Chicago for like half a season? Yes. Yeah, he did. I, yeah. we, I thought he was going to be the new Tibbs Dust guy. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was not. I don't. He, I think he saw like maybe four minutes in garbage time the entire last half of the season that he actually signed he for. He made I mean, a three, and I think people went kind of crazy. <laughs> I, yes, yes, that did happen. But yeah. Tibbs, he, he Tibbs, was like he was like tiny Scalabrini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the cigar guy. He was the human yeah. cigar guy for a little while, and it was funny because, like. I think the organization really wanted Tibbs to use him. Like, it just seemed like a no-brainer. And, like, you know, me and you were very ecstatic about it. We were like, oh, this is this will be great. And yeah. Tibbs did not want to play him because he does not play defense at all. He is incapable. No. So, like, that, that he t- Tibbs totally wrote him off and only played him a few garbage time minutes, and, and that was it. So yeah. that, that was the end of him being there. Oh, man, the list of Bulls guards that we can go through that are, yeah. Anyway, so enough enough Bulls talk for the night. By the way, Jerry and Grant look pretty good the opening night. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in there, huh? Yeah. So, gentlemen, as we do, we touched a little bit on our team previews, and we're planning to have a few more fast breaks coming up for you guys soon down the stretch here. Um, other fun things in basketball as we discussed, and we kind of gave a little bit of preview last week. It's fantasy basketball time. As people are getting ready for their drafts and what to expect there. Um, we used to play in a league together, the three of us. I won one year. Alex won one year. Sean, did you win the last year? No. I I don't think so. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there was a year you took Derek Rose in the first round, right? Yeah, and that was right after his... Uh... His ACL injury. So, and I don't know if that was the season he didn't come back at all, or it was the year after that. That's it. That, all of his injuries started to blend together. But yeah, I did draft. I did unfortunately draft him for a year. I I wouldn't touch him at all now. Right. So, but so, um, who's your who's your fantasy sleeper, Tim? My fantasy sleeper. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm really liking Georgie out in Minnesota this year. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's going to take I, well had, in that system. Yeah, I've had him a few years on, on, on different teams that I've had. I think I had him two years ago on a team that we had that we all did together. I had him – he was like a stopgap guy, and I ended up uh, – I used him. And he's, he's a double-double machine if he yeah. plays. And he's going – and he's going to play power forward this year. So um, – I, I, you're, you're completely right about him. I just like, now, I like, I like him on the you've block. Given, you're giving me too many fantasy tips, Tim. We're in a league together. You haven't even signed up yet. <laughs> I, I did. I signed up today. Oh, did you? We're full. Clean, clean sweep is here. Nice. Oh, dang. Clean <laughs> sweep versus bird person. So, I was like, I was like, who the hell is bird? I was like, oh, of course it's Alex. <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead. It, I don't know, man. Like, I think I like Georgie a lot on the block. I think he's gonna be big there. I think when Carl Anthony Towns gets the ball in the paint, people are gonna close in on him, and I think he's gonna get some opportunities there. Um, I think Chris Dunn's gonna be able to distribute well. There's actually talk of Chris Dunn playing the two this year with Rubio at times, so that could be a nice setup yeah. there for that Minnesota team where I think he could play in there. Um, 
I really like Jay Crowder a lot, which I think, you know, is, I guess, stupid to say now because people are catching on to he's a pretty good basketball player. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, I think he could really do a lot of good things in Boston, especially with Isaiah, Bradley, and Horford getting a lot of attention there, too. So he could be, like, that potential utility sleep and sneaker, sneak pick player. Yeah. Um, what, what about you, Alex? Who do you? Who's your fantasy sleeper for the season? Three words. You ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Otto, Porter, Jr. I'm fucking with you. Uh, I was kind of <laughs> going through here, and uh, Mirza Toletovic, uh oh. out in Milwaukee, I kind of like him. I liked him when he was in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, he's got a good yeah. shot. I, I think he's a dude that could maybe... Do a little bit of damage, like as a late rounder. Uh, I, I've got—I mean, I've got my dude, if my first round guy, I'm, I'm, that which isn't a sleeper, but uh, I'm not going to reveal that to you guys. Uh, I was—I really like yes. Nicholas Batum. <laughs> Nicholas we Batum. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not Coupo. Okay. You're right. No, uh, but no, I like Nicholas Batum a lot. I I've too. always been. A- I, I've been a Batum guy for since he got drafted. Uh, since since his first year in a 2K game where I was like, hey, I found the overpowered guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Batum on Charlotte is a, a really, really good fit. I really wish there was a bit more for him out there. Uh, but I, I think he's a dude that's going to get a lot of categories, uh, specifically the elusive steals category. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Batum's a really good player to kind of get you... A lot, a lot of good, and over the course of a lot of different categories. Yeah, I agree. Especially because I mean, point guards now in the NBA are basically like starting pitchers when you play fantasy baseball. Where if you don't have one of the ten to twelve best, you're in trouble. And right. that circumstance is going to stack really fast in the first round. Like you're going to in the first two rounds, you're probably going to be if you don't have a point guard, you're probably in a lot of trouble. And uh, yeah. I mean, you got to say in a five by five in a five uh, category league, Russ is probably pick one as a stat stuffer by himself and on that team really for a little while as Old Depot gets adjusted. Um, Sean, I like talking with you about this because you've mentioned this before. In the last time you played, um, LeBron James is a really weird fantasy basketball projection for being a guy that we all feel is one of the two best players in the world. <laughs> he's like getting picked like ninth in a lot of mock drafts right now on ESPN, and I'm like. What? what 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 the hell how is that it's lebron well yeah i mean and and i kind of get it because like i had demarcus cousins for 2 years on my team and he is the definition of a fantastic fantasy basketball player he puts up tons of points he gets a steal you know, every game, uh, maybe a few blocks. He's gonna he's gonna get double digit rebounds. Like he totally stuffs the stats, um, and I I can see why he goes higher. And you have to think, the Cavaliers have more weapons than LeBron at this point. True. I mean, he he's not the. I mean, Irving is just he's been phenomenal the last two seasons. Um. So, but you know, I I I, I get why he's ninth. He. I mean, the year that we did it a few years ago, I remember he was, like, the number two pick behind, I think it was Kevin Durant. Yeah. And we were joking when someone took him took him number one over Durant, and we were just like, he's a sleeper! You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and it's uh, I mean, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, he's the best player in the NBA, but right. you know, he's he's not the best in terms of fantasy, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it's it's weird how stuff like that works. Where yeah, yeah, like I remember uh, in like '06 or '07, where I was just kind of like, oh, I was like, who's the best fantasy basketball player? And it was like Kevin Dur- or not eh, Kevin Garnett, and I'm like. <laughs> That makes sense. It doesn't, but it makes sense because well, it's a matter of how much, how many categories you can cover, and and Durant or yeah, God damn it, uh, Garnett like covered a lot of bases. Well, Durant covers oh, a lot of bases too, so that's fair. That's true, but we weren't talking about Durant. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do fantasy college basketball. <laughs> Actually, they're trying to get that. I don't know how that's going to pass, but it's like I think Fanduel you can do that. With the first pick, Alex Dress, center number five from Kansas. Just <laughs> get generic creative players. Oh man, that's awesome. So yeah, um, I think you know, like strategy there, like point guard makes sense. Um, obviously grabbing those as quickly as possible. Who do you think is going to be the guy everyone reaches for? Like, if, I don't know if you guys have buddies that play fantasy basketball besides like the guys you're in leagues with, but like there was always that guy last year that took Steph like one or two, which I guess you could justify because he had an unbelievable year. But there's got to sure. be that guy this year. Someone's like, you know, like everyone's like, yeah, I reached, I got, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo with the third pick, and you're like, was Kevin Durant there? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Last year, I, I did join a. I didn't do fantasy with you guys, but I I decided to join one of those random like Yahoo leagues, and uh, we got to the draft, and I had the third pick, and uh, the first one was was uh, was Steph Curry, and. I'm like, okay, this guy's this guy's gonna definitely take LeBron. I, I guess I'll take Durant. And I'm not even making this up. With the second pick, he took Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Where he belonged in 2003. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm I'm gonna draft LeBron. I'll do that. <laughs> I so I finally I get LeBron in a league of like 15, 10 or 15 guys, and um, I stopped playing about three weeks in because it was surprisingly really hardcore for a non-paying just random league and people were really like you know switching up their lineups and stuff and i was like you know what guys i don't it's not fun if i can't talk to you about it i'm sorry that you just described a hardcore league as a league where people changed up their lineups (laughs) i would fucking kill for that in most fantasy sports oh god dude our leagues our baseball league's the worst I had to explain to Grace why uh, why we're not doing baseball next year, and she was like, "You can't get you can't get enough players to fill the league." I was like, "Not six. <laughs> I was like, "Not six that are going to be okay with being told that you know, like half the world's greatest baseball players aren't draftable." Yeah, yeah, that's not a fun story to say, but yeah, man. So, kind of the side. I mean. Hey, oh, oh, t- to go back, the guy that people are going to reach on, Andre Drummond. You're going to hear that guy be like, I got Andre Drummond fifth. <laughs> Why? I had him, uh, the year I won, if you remember, like, I had, like, I had, like, the guys that were, like, up-and-coming stars. Like, I drafted Paul George at the end of the first. I had John yeah. Wall, Andre Drummond. I think I signed Jimmy Butler as a free agent. Like, he wasn't drafted. And I ended up winning that year, and I was super happy with myself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, 
uh, if, just looking at ESPN rankings right now, uh, Derrick Rose is uh, on top utility. If you just sort it, I guess, uh, Derrick Rose is between J.J. Redick and Evan Fournier. Fair. Wow. I did a mock draft wow. the other night, man. I actually had a pretty solid team I came out with. I was pretty happy. I had the 10th pick. Got Lowry so and Paul George back to back. I know. What are, what are we doing this draft, guys? Is this this week? We doing it? Um, I gotta send a thing out to everybody to figure that out. I'd like to get. I mean, obviously, we have three weeks, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any any more sleepers for anyone? <laughs> uh, I mean, that Kyrie Irving kid's pretty okay. Yeah. He's he's okay. He'll probably be a late second rounder, honestly. Uh, if yeah. Greg if Craig Monroe gets moved. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Let's see, Toby Harris could be pretty all right in Detroit. Uh, Especially now Reggie Jackson's out. Yeah. Um, Ish Smith, man. Ish Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for that team right now, that that is that's that's what's going to happen. The fastest player in the NBA. That's all he can do, though, is to run. That's it. Speaking, speaking of fast, did you hear uh, Cousins' quote about Ty Lawson? Yes. No, what did he say? That motherfucker's fast as shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you see the clip? I, I just saw the quote. I didn't see the clip. The clip's hilarious because he realizes what he says and he like makes this like face, like a puzzled face, like, ah, crap. <laughs> well, he's the one He's the one who kind of outed Ish Smith as like the fastest in the NBA because he was on Bill Simmons' show and he's like, who do you think the fastest is in the game is? He's like, you think it's Russell Westbrook? And he goes, Ish Smith. And he goes, he goes, Ish <laughs> He goes, Ish Smith, and he goes, Ish Smith fast as hell. <laughs> and like, and like, he just, like, I mean, that was like, like, immediate. He just said that that guy was fast as hell. And now, most NBA players will agree that he probably is the fastest player in the league, but it doesn't really equal anything. Right. So. Which is kind of crazy because Cousins played here with John Wall in college, and John Wall is super fast up and down the court. Yes. Yes, he is. Jesus. So. All right, guys. Who is your do not draft player? Because you know there's there's those players that are really good that everyone's like, I, I'm going to get that guy, and you're like, go ahead and take him. Mine's Bradley Beal. I just one think that like that Wall Beal thing just doesn't work as we've seen in, the, in, the, in recent years. And two, I, I just I don't know. There's something where like he's like seemed to fall apart in the past. Not that he's not a great player. Uh, if the Brooklyn deal happened that Alex described, I think I would take Bradley Beal in a heartbeat because of all the shot opportunities he'd get. But I think he's he's definitely on my do not draft list. Uh, let's see, Sean. Who who do you have? I'm 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 reaching here. I for a fantasy draft bust. Um, you know, LeBron. <laughs> uh, well, you know he's 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 due for a bust season. Um, okay. You know he he is he. This will be the year some guy drafts him. Myself. <laughs> And and he'll be terrible or something. Something will, he'll end up finally having that injury. You know, um, I'm gonna go with um, God. I'm trying to. I'm gonna go with Aaron Gordon. I think I think people are still blinded by his dunk his dunk contest <laughs> performance, and they're gonna pick him high. And they're like, oh man, this is gonna be his year, and it's not because there are so many picks in Orlando. He's not gonna get any playing time. Uh, I'm gonna go Derrick Rose. You think he'll get a, like a, I, you think he'll pick that mid range like that mid round circumstance? Yeah, I think it's just. I mean, he's a dude that 
if I could equate him, I mean, just knowing you with baseball and everything, he's like my Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, yeah, you know what? If someone gets him and he's great, I'm still not going to be upset because I'm not going to fucking draft that guy. Yeah, I However, agree. if he comes available on waivers during the playoffs, I will pick him up if he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, uh, that, that, that would be my do not draft guy. Fair enough. All right, gents. I think with that being said, oh, Zach Levine. You talked about dra- dunk competition. He's probably going to get drafted high because of his dunking ability. Yeah, yeah, but he can he can actually score, though. There's a difference. True. <laughs> right now, DeAndre Liggins can score. Holy moly. What's he got? I don't know. <laughs> I saw him make a basket. <laughs> Dude, they, they had this one kid playing. Kay Felder looks pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with him. As they're like, He could be their, their backup point guard now that Mo Williams is gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, gents. With that being said, I think we can go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of the Corner 3 podcast. Be sure to check us out on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. You can check our website out at thecorner3.net. All those fun stuff there. So next week we will be back at it. Same time, same place. Talking a little more preseason basketball. Kermit the Frog Pass Wave. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a good day. (laughs) See you guys. See ya. Instagram and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.